And then you see when then when black men glorify that mm. the Travis Scotts and the Tigers and you know and it's like but you have a a black woman and or like they'll they'll trash talk a black woman but glorify a person like Kylie Jenner who basically is doing everything to look yeah, like exactly. a black woman. <laughs> What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bias Reality Podcast. It is your host, Olwell. And as promised last week, today I've got with me... Hi, my name is Bulane. Hi, my name is Tato. Welcome to the podcast, guys. I know we've been talking about this forever, about you guys coming on. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I am a South African woman. I am a chef and I'm currently studying culinary management. I am South African as well. I... Live in Sydney. I'm from Canberra originally. Um, yeah. Why did you move from Canberra? <laughs> I moved to pursue my career. Is that the only reason? It is the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I love Sydney. It's a very diverse, beautiful <laughs> city, city. So yeah. And Canberra's not. Then Canberra. Yeah. We know. Yeah. We, know, we, know. Oh, okay. <laughs> we know. It's okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> as promised last week, um, today we're going to be, you know, talk. Touching on part two of the fetishization, you know, <laughs> the fetishization topic, and um, yeah, we're just going to be talking about fetishization from the perspective of women, and in this case, black women. So, as I normally, you know, like to start the show, we like to like break down what that word is. And last week, you know, the guys told us what they thought it meant. What is fetish- fetishization to you guys? Um, to me, it is. Basically, idealizing something or someone, an object, a person, mm. in a sexual way. Yeah. Is it always sexual? Definitely, yeah. I think yeah. it's always sexual. What in about my you, opinion, Pilani? anyway. Do you I agree? agree with that because it's like wanting certain features or like maybe like a way like a person looks or their nationality, like sort of like I want that type of thing. Yeah, interesting. Um, one of the things we spoke about um, last week was just that whole um, idea that people normally have of black guys and, you know, how black guys have to act a certain way to be seen as a real black guy. You know, got to be a thug, you know, be gangster, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And um, we also spoke about how that possibly made us, you know, act up to a certain version of ourselves. Do you guys find that in your lives that's something like growing up that has ever been a factor? Like, again, there's always that perception of black women. You know, black women have to be a certain way, you know, black women are loud, black women are this and that and that. Have you ever felt the need to, you know, depending on who you were around, act up to certain versions of black people, even though that, that's not necessarily who you are? Yeah, um, I think... For me personally, in my younger years, yes. Um, Now that I'm older and wiser and, like, I know myself more as a person, um, it's not something that I have to do. But I think in my high school years, when I was maybe 14, 15, and I was new to the country, you know, black 
like girls were looked at as like loud or ghetto or like sassy, mm. you know, and um, in in my younger years, 14, 15, I think not necessarily acted up out in that way, but I feel like I may have acted out to fit the stereotypical black girl. You know, that's fair enough. And um, you did mention, you know, it was you being you. Besides that, like what, like, why did you feel like you needed to act in that way, especially being young? Because again, I think one of the major themes is acceptance. Yeah. But um, for you, do you want to like you know just tell us what made you feel like you needed to act that way? Was it the people around? Did the people around you expect that? Did they try to encourage it? Um, definitely acceptance and fitting in, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like when you do act that way, you sort of get approval from like your friends. Mm at school or your schoolmates. Um, Yeah. And at that age, you know, you're going through puberty, you're still trying to figure out who you are and as a person. And, you know, I was, I was very new to the country and, Mm. you know, I was very different and I was just trying to like fit in and be accepted at school. So in saying that, then it's safe to say you didn't really have like, you know, a lot of people like you in that environment. Uh, A lot of people in terms of like, you know, black people, other people who looked like you? There weren't many, to be honest. Like, like, like growing up in Canberra, there were like maybe three other black girls in my school. <laughs> so um, it was, I think it was new for everybody. Yeah. It was new for me. Like even the stereotype of like what people thought I was or what people, this image, that perception that people have of your average black girl mm-hmm was something that I didn't even know like existed, you know, but once I think when people uh, put those thoughts in your mind, in your head, you sort of feel like you need to yeah. like live up to that and be that person. Um, but obviously with age, with maturity, like you just, you get wiser. yeah, you get wiser, <laughs> you, be, you become better. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's fair enough. What about you, Polanyi? Cause I saw you like, you know, nodding your head to a few things that I definitely agree with that. Like when I first moved to Australia, I was just like me. And then people would be like, Oh, you're so sassy or like all these things. And I'm like, what do you mean? Or oh, you're so loud. Cause like I'm naturally loud and I'm, I wouldn't say I'm sassy, but like, you know, and it was just like, what do you mean? And then that's when I realized, obviously, and I was like, oh, yeah, that is me. And then, like, as I've grown up, I think I've become a little bit more conservative because I'm like, you don't need to be like that. Like, I choose who I'm loud with, who, mm. like, I'm loud with, like, my black friends and my white friends. I'm just, like, more, like, quieter because they expect me to be like that or the, like, start calling you girlfriend and hun and all these things. <laughs> like, I'm just, like... Do I tell them or just leave it? Like, it's always <laughs> that thing of like, don't call me girlfriend, you know? And it's just, yeah. But yeah, I think I definitely agree with that. And you just said something. You said like, you know, in terms of that, when people did say those things or like, you know, called you certain names, you were like, you know, should you tell them? Yeah. Did you ever like find yourself, you know, having to tell them those things? No, I, sometimes I feel like they do it without knowing. Like yeah. one of my mom's friends, like guys, this, woman is like maybe in her thirties or something. And she was calling me girlfriend. And I'm like, you're someone's mom. Like, why are you calling me a, girlfriend? Like some, a white woman? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she was like girlfriend. And I looked at her like, and we were at a brunch. So I was just like, let me not do this now. And then she continued. And I was just like, okay, this is really weird. But like, why does she feel like she should do that? Even at work. Like, even when I worked at McDonald's, I was girlfriend. And I was like, 
In, in saying that, I remember actually going to a store as well, uh, Bellini. It's like a shoe shop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I walked in and I was looking at shoes and like the store attendant, the lady was like, you know, I saw her greet, you know, like when I walked in, she was like, hi, whatever, how can I help you? Mm. And then as I was looking at shoes, she was like, yeah, girl, yeah, girl. You know, yeah. she, she started doing that. And when I noticed other... um other um customers come in she that was a like there was no yeah girl hey girl yeah it was just kind of like oh how can i help you they feel like they need to put on (laughs) that yeah yeah Yeah. i I definitely noticed that and i was like okay and i was asking that as well because um after last week's episode i had a conversation with a friend and she said something she said um that sometimes even you know we like we contribute to that whole idea of us and that whole perception because it could just be like you know a passing comment from a mate or something like in your case someone you know coming up to you and calling your girlfriend mm. and like we don't shut that down initially because again at that time we don't think it's not it's not that deep but then it all adds up yeah. to like a certain perception because yeah. they, they've done it the first time it's yeah. fine they see it on tv they see all this stuff now they just think it's okay yeah. so they then go around and like you know start saying the same thing to everybody else that looks like you yeah so we sort of like, you know, contribute to that as well. Mm. But um, moving on, this is where the whole like, you know, sexual fetishization comes in. And um, we mentioned last week because we can't speak for women. Yeah. And we know, you know, from our point of view, like how, we do, how, how it plays out and how we experience it. But for you guys, it m- might be different. Like we know it's definitely going to be worse. And <laughs> which is one of the reasons you guys are here. So we yeah. can, you know, yeah. talk about that. But um, first, firstly, like, have you guys ever had experiences where someone, you've been talking to someone or, you know, someone's, someone that's clearly attracted to you has made it obvious that they are attracted to you because of, you know, your race and because of certain features that you have? They've made it, like, obvious. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's been obvious. Um, I think it comes out later when you start talking mm. to the person and then they start um, pointing out certain things or saying certain things like, oh, you're... I've had an incident where the guy was like, oh, your skin feels like velvet. And I thought... <laughs> velvet, even. <laughs> He's like, I mean, I've been told I have soft skin. I have been told that a few times, but velvet. <laughs> that was a bit extreme and that was a bit, okay, um, okay thanks (laughs) or like he'll talk about like my hair or my I mean that's a topic a lot of people talk about but yeah it's it wasn't obvious initially but Mm. as you know you start talking to the person and getting to know the person then these little comments will start coming out slowly and that's in my experience anyway yeah Yeah. what about you Paul um yeah, I've been through those things where, like, you're talking to guys and, like, oh, my gosh, your body. Or, like, they're just talking about your attributes and all these things. And you're just, like, that's not all that is me. Like, I have more yeah. than just what I look like. So yeah. it's just, it's just like, okay. Yeah. I, in terms of obvious, I think the one thing I can say is, you know, African women are built a certain <laughs> way. And I think especially South African women yeah, have a, yeah. a heavier behind yeah <laughs> so i think in terms of obvious people have made it obvious like oh wow you've got a really nice butt or you've got yeah it's small waist or your lips or got big boots. like it's just it's a lot of things and it's just like yeah so 
<laughs> Where do we go from here? Yeah, like, it's like, what's next? Like, okay, that is that, but there's more to that. Yeah. Mm. You know, because again, last week we pl- we did play the whole audio of those ladies, you know, talking. Yeah. And that was that's a very extreme example of, you know, fetishization. Yeah. I just yeah. want to talk to you guys. So from your perspective, have have you ever been in situations like that? Like what's one of the, you know, worst examples of someone making you feel like, you know, less of a human and more of, you know, a sexual object? I think you covered it in, in last week's episode. For me, that was like the biggest um biggest shock honestly of my life like i'm not even gonna lie um just being told that you know you're you're with a person because they you covered it in last week's episode um for those people who don't know what she's talking about in last week's episode promise told a story you know about some idiots who thought it was okay to (laughs) find a black woman and then talk shit about black women and yeah. Tato was that person on the other end of the phone. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he basically, you know, he was trying to get his girlfriend back who, who happens to be a black girl, who happens to be a friend of mine. And, you know, he was saying like, oh, you know, um, as white guys, we, you know, we talk about this in the barbershop when we're getting our hair done, when we're getting our hair cut, that, you know, uh, we love to be with a black woman behind closed doors because you have, you know, a big ass and small waists mm. and big lips. And, you know, it's kind of like every guy's goal to kind of, you know, tap that, yeah. you know, but you don't want to be seen in public with a black woman. Yeah. And I think uh, when I was listening to last week's episode, the difference that I noticed was that the, the one thing that you guys highlighted, highlighted the most was that it was like, you guys were sort of being admired, even though it made you feel, uncomfortable when they were talking about your package and whatever. But I think as for black men, it's highlighted as this amazing thing. Like, mm. Oh my God, I want a BBC or I want, you know, it's like a good thing, but I feel like when it comes to black women, it's derogatory. Mm. Most of the time it's, it's, um, you know, you're, it's sort of like, you won't claim us in public, like but you'll tap it in private. Yeah. So it, it's sort of like, I, th- I feel like in most cases, it's very derogatory more than um, put on a pedestal like for a black man, for example. Yeah. I, th- I definitely agree with that, yeah. And in, just in terms of that, because you guys have been through, you know, things like that, and it's something that's very normalized now, like they don't even try to hide it anymore. Mm-hmm. Does it then make you wary whenever, like, you know, a white man tries to talk to you. Definitely. 100%. I think after that, for me personally, after I had that conversation with with this guy, every time now a white man looks at me, it's kind of like I'm creeped out. And I, and I know like, you know, it's not, this is not indicative of every white man out yeah. there, but yeah, now like... Mm. Yeah, who really shapes the perception. <laughs> yeah, for me definitely. it was like I was very open to dating all races, but now ever since I heard that, I was just like, mm, I've got like my little things now that I'm just like, okay, but it could be that like, and it's, it's always just like, but does he think of me like that, or is he actually interested in me? Mm. And even when they look at you, it's like, what are you looking at? You know, that's how I feel like. What are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just was really angry after that. I was just like, that's not okay at all. Yeah. So yeah. From your point of view, Polani, apart from the story that Tato just told, have you ever have you been in any um, situations where someone doesn't necessarily have to be a white person, mm. 
you know, has made you feel less of a person and more of an object? Um, yeah, I remember last year, like I was like, oh, you know, I want to get out there. I want to try Tinder. And <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting experience. I remember once I got like, you know how they can hit you up. And I remember this guy was like, let me be your Willy too. Um, let me be your Willy Wonka to your chocolate factory. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> like I was really shocked. I was like, um, like I didn't say anything. Like I just looked at it like, I don't have time for this, but I was like, so this is basically what most of them probably feel like. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, so. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's actually a good point that you raised. This whole like Tinder and basically just, you know, online dating apps and things like that. That's something I was was going to ask because there is this um, Instagram um, page. It's called the Fleshlight Chronicles and it's run by this Asian girl. And basically she just shames guys on there who send her like really like stupid messages that basically fetishize her. Yeah. And I was going through those and some of those messages are just like downright disgusting and just disrespectful. And yeah, it was basically a crap load of messages of guys just saying weird shit that for some reason they think is going to get the Asian girl, mm. you know, it's just, and the minute I look at that, I can go, okay, cool. That's, that's fetishization. Yeah. And I think she tries to explain that to some people and they're just like, no, no, no. It's just, you know, it's just an attraction. It's yeah. just my preference. Mm. And a lot of people use the word preference and yeah. they don't seem to understand that whole, you know, concept of like what you're saying right here. You are basically, you've completely ignored me and you're just mm. going after my physical attributes, you know, yeah. the things that I can offer in other ways. Yeah. But for you guys, in terms of like online, I don't know if you guys even use them, but if you do, what has like what has been your perception? Like, what kind of things do you see on there in terms of fetishization? For me, it was like high chocolate. Like, it's just it was just a lot of them, like high <laughs> chocolate, hey sexy mom. Like, it was just a lot of things, and I was just like, yeah, this is not for me. Like, it did deter me from Tinder because I was just like. They basically, I know it's Tinder, but like, it's basically like, they just look at your physical attributes and they're just saying those things and they don't realize like what they're actually saying, like you just said. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had Tinder as well. I've had it for a very short time and um, yeah, it was funny just reading all the messages. I did get a good laugh out of it to be honest, but um, that was the main thing. Like, it was sort of like, can you twerk? Can you shake your butt? Can you? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Like we just jump straight to the, you know, it's like, that's your perception of a black girl that she can twerk. She can, she can shake her butt in a certain way. And yeah. that's just kind of, it's almost like that's what you're good for, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 Cause I feel like the whole, the whole, you know, purpose of those apps in this day and age, you know, this whole hookup culture it's basically that, you know, hooking up. So they're like a very good place to see this whole fetishization thing in, you know, in action because people just completely forget about the human side. Yeah. yeah. And just say whatever. Yeah. I agree. They think will get yeah. them that quick hookup. Yeah. No, it's weird. Like, well, yeah, it's good to hear. Well, I don't know if it, I don't know if good's the right word. <laughs> but for the podcast, <laughs> but for the podcast, I guess that's, you know, a good perception to have. Yeah. Um, another thing I was going to ask was, um, you know, in terms of fetishization, like we're going to go back to that whole discussion of, you know, fetishizing black women. But from a black woman's point of view, has there, has there been any times or situations where you yourself feel like you've been the perpetrator um, of that whole 
fetishization thing, like when you fetishize someone else, someone of another race, even like, you know, fetishizing people of your own race, just based on. <laughs> um, you know, it's no secret that everyone, you know, it's like black guys, as you spoke about in the podcast, in the mm. last few, you know, BBC, whatever. So I think, you know, it's very easy to fall into that um, mindset. And um, I, I personally, my preference is black men, not to say that I wouldn't date outside yeah. of my race, but I, I don't, I don't think I've, I've fetishized knowingly anyway. I don't, I don't think I've fetishized black men, but definitely I think that's been a big, uh, I guess, stereotype that I've had. Yeah. At the back of your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. With me, I've always just been like, I want to, someone who's dark, tall and handsome yeah. type of thing. Like not really fetishized, but like just being like, that's what I prefer. Would you consider, I mean, I've said this to you quite a few times, you know, oh, you're so tall, you know, dark, handsome. I always call you tall, dark, handsome. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's, yeah. Because no, like last um last week we spoke about the whole thing again of you know attraction and fetishization mm -hmm. and just again like I d I did say that personally I am more attracted to black women mm -hmm. and then I also gave reasons for that which is you know again I've been around black women my, my, most of my life yeah that's who I've been around like my when it comes to like beauty my perception of beauty hasn't really come from like you know the Western world yeah it's more there's the people that I'm around yeah sort of thing so I think fetishization is then when you know I forget about the person yeah. and then start thinking about, oh, even in terms of like just being attracted to black girls, if then the black girls that I'm attracted to are just the ones, you know, I'm always like, oh, that one with the big boobs, the one with the big ass. Like that's <laughs> what I'm attracted I'm not attracted to you. I'm attracted to your boobs and your ass. Yeah. And then it's specialization. So I think bringing that back to um, guys, black guys, whichever guys, you know, if you're then attracted to them based on, you know, oh, they've got the six pack, they've got this, they've got that. Then it's, Starts crossing that line of attraction. <laughs> then I've definitely crossed the line. Yeah. <laughs> me too, me too. Definitely me. No, I do like my guys musclier. Yeah, yeah I agree. More built. Yeah, like you know. But um, I wouldn't. I don't go for a guys because they're built. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I, my eye is more drawn if you're you are tall, you are darker in complexion, mm. and you're more built. Then yeah. my eye is definitely drawn to you. But I don't start mentally thinking, oh, I want to do this and so change you up. it's about the person. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to yeah. know that person yeah. for that person. And if they know who's, if they know someone that you are actually attracted to personality-wise, yeah. let's, let's put it this way. If we were in a room and there were 20 guys mm. of all shapes, sizes, and colors, okay, my eye, the person that, that I would I the person that would catch my attention first is the tallest darkest person in the room yeah let me put it that way yeah, yeah. not to say that I don't see other guys and I don't I don't find other races or other men attractive but yeah. I, I'm just more drawn to chocolate yeah. men <laughs> tall <laughs> chocolate men Bill. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Sorry, is that a wrong word? Say whatever you want to say. Like, it's a very honest podcast. So say, say literally whatever. Yeah. But no, that's 
That's good to know because, again, like I said, the whole line between attraction and fetishization, because sometimes even we do fetishize and we don't even realize it yeah. or we're like, you know, we don't even think twice about it. The same way sometimes other people fetishize because we always look at, you know, the very extremes of fetishization. Example, those two women that were chatting shit <laughs> on last week's you know podcast. Yeah. And, you know, it's always that whole, for example, like you said, if you're in a room with, you know, 20 people, you're attracted to who you're attracted to, but it yeah. doesn't mean like the other people are not attractive or yeah. like you're not going to be attracted to them. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like, you know, certain people when like the whole fetishization thing, it's basically, you know, I want this guy because this, 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 yeah. this, or I want that girl because, you know, she has this and that. I'm not even going to look at this person because she doesn't have this, you know, the big boob. She doesn't have the, <laughs> the yeah, she doesn't Always. have this. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. But um, another um very good example of fetishization that I have seen mostly online actually no in real life as well who am I saying and that's what I wanted to have a chat with you guys about is the whole you know fetishizing black people black women because of mixed race babies mm. I'm guessing like that's something like you guys would have heard like you know we'd, we'd make cute babies yada 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 yeah. and again I think like women do that a lot when it comes to like the whole baby fever thing it's always you know mixed race babies I want mixed race babies I'm gonna get the black guy but from your perspective just tell us talk to us about that like that whole baby fever thing yeah definitely I've had that where you know on a night out or whatever and you come across a drunk white bloke (laughs) (laughs) and you know oh yeah you know after a few drinks and like oh we'd make some cute we'd make some cute babies and I'm thinking oh okay (laughs) like why is that? Like, <laughs> is it because of my blue eyes? Like, <laughs> um, I've not really experienced that because, like, I'm still pretty young and, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really ready to have kids anytime soon. But, like, it's always that thing of, like, people love mixed-race babies. They're, like, they're so beautiful and, like, they want to have mixed-race babies. So, yeah. Well, do you guys think, though, because, again, when these people talk about having mixed-race babies, mixed-race babies come in all shades and, like, you That's know, so types. True. But, like, the ones that they're always thinking about, the ones that are in their brains, in their heads, and if you look on Instagram, there are, like, pages that are literally idolizing this. It's always the same, you know, caramel-looking, curly hair. Exactly. The exact same type of baby with, like, the colored eyes. So do you think, again, the whole, you know, Western, westernized version of beauty, westernized idea of beauty plays a massive role into fetishization? I think so a little bit because as a black woman, I feel like guys like you more if you're lighter. So it's that thing of like, because white people, like, I mean, Caucasians are like light. So it's you can say white thing. people. <laughs> I can say white Okay. Yeah. They like you if you're more lighter. Like, I feel like dark skinned girls get less attention mm. from main, not mainly black men, but most races because they're just darker. They like you lighter. Yeah, colorism as well is a big issue, especially amongst the black community. Yeah. Uh, amongst us Africans and even African Americans, like you see it in rap videos, and um, yeah, it, it it's it plays a it plays a big part, I think, and in, 
fetishizing because you always like ah oh, you know you hear these rap songs and I like them caramel skin long hair thick ass yeah. is that true I think that's like a little Wayne rap line I'm pretty sure <laughs> but um yeah and if you if you're from America like that's the Western world so yeah. it is a Westernized standard of beauty yeah so skin. yeah I think it plays a role yeah definitely and even when you talk about like just the whole um white men or you know men of other races or even black men as well going for you know fetishizing black women it's always the same type of women yeah. you know they always look it's always what the western media tells us is attractive yeah. you know it's always the kim kardashian type body and all that yeah. stuff so again yeah western media definitely does play a big part in terms of you know standards of beauty and what's attractive and fetishization in general. But yeah. well, you guys did mention something very interesting. I wasn't really like, you know, planning on going into it, but since you brought it up, let's talk about it. Colorism. Yeah. Um that's a very big thing in terms of, you know, fetishization. Yes. Dark skin, yes. light skin, you know, who is more attractive, who is less attractive? Mm. Because you know, you, you hear dark skin, dark skin girls, you know, say, and this is definitely very true. A lot of a lot of time as a dark skin girl, If you have like to be noticed, you have to look a certain way. You have to have a certain yeah. structure. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you know, with light skin girls, it's always like they're always seen as more attractive. Top tier. Top. Yeah, <laughs> top tier. <laughs> and look, top tier comes in all all colors, shapes, and sizes. But I think also black men are the worst offenders. Mm. It comes. Talk to, to us about that. Yeah. <laughs> the worst offenders. Um, yellow bones. Yellow bones, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was once in South Africa where I was in South Africa and like being yellow bone was everything. It and still like, is. I'm light skinned, I'm I'm fairly yellow. Yeah. So like I remember like everything was like yellow bone this, yellow bone that, and there was all these guys and I like, but there's there's that girl then, like she's not ugly, she's just got darker skin than me. Mm. But it was just like, no, nah, you're not yellow bone ink and it was just like I didn't understand why you have to be yellow bone to be more attractive. I feel like that's how they felt like if you're yellow bone you're everything. So I was just like, yeah, I remember um in a particular time in my life and the guy did point out that he likes that I'm fairer in complexion. And I was a bit I was a bit shocked as if it taken aback but it was too long in the relationship to do anything about it <laughs> but um yeah it was um did you say anything about it i i i personally don't consider myself to be light skinned or whatever i yeah. think i'm pretty like average um but he made it a point no you know in comparison to our population our demographic in canberra you're not on the darker spectrum yeah. You know, and I was like, okay, well, if that's what you think, and he basically mentioned, oh, that's what I, that's what I like. That I like that you are, uh, you know. How did that make you feel? Besides shocked. Honestly, like, I, how, what do you say to that? Like, what do you? Mm. I mean, <laughs> I didn't really think about it too much. Yeah. Like I said, I was. <laughs> Maybe five years into the relationship. Yeah, so it was just kind of one of those things that you just kind of brush off your shoulder, I guess. But mm. it is in the back of your mind that, uh, okay, so this is your type, I guess. That's his type. That's a type or if it's a fetish. I don't know. Like, where do we draw the line? 
That's a big question. Like, where do you actually draw the For me, line? I think the line is the minute it stops being about the person and about the attributes, that's your fetishizing. Yeah. But initially, when you do see someone, don't you say, like, when, you know, I, I remember you, you guys were talking about this in one of your very early episodes, and you're saying that um, when you meet someone, you know, like, you see them. You yeah, know, physical physical yeah. attraction is, like, probably the first thing. But if I walked up to you and the only thing I'm talking to you about, I'm, I'm not even trying to get to know who, who yeah, you are. Yeah. All I care about is, oh, she looks like this. Yeah. I'm, I don't care about you. I only yeah. care about Your physical whatever, I, whatever it was that I saw that I was attracted to. That's all I care yeah. about. Mm-hmm. But I isn't that the initial thing that brings you to a person? It is the initial thing, mm-hmm. but it's not like, the only that's thing. not why I'm there. Yeah. It like depends it, how you go about exactly. it. Exactly. Because if I came up to you and then I spoke to you and you're not someone I'm trying to get to know, I don't care about all of that. I'm walking away. <laughs> if I stayed, even okay. though I know for a fact that you know you're not yeah. someone I even want to get to know, but I think what I'm trying to say is like physical attributes do uh, do play a part. Because oh, definitely. When you do see someone for the first time, you don't know what kind of person they are. 100%. You're obviously going to judge them based on their appearance. And like I said, in a room full of twenty guys, like the person that will stand out the most to me is mm. ABC. You know, but obviously, yeah, getting to know the person, and that's what I'm saying. Like you know. It's kind of like, where do we draw the line? Like, is that first instant, like, do I say, like, because I formed that in my mind, have I fetishized that person or is it just kind of like eliminating the other potential? I wouldn't say that's fetishization. Like initial, again, like you said, you know what you're attracted to and you know the reasons you're attracted to that. I think we spoke about that last week as well. Mm. If the reason you're attracted to that is just, you know, for example, you said you're more attracted to black men before you see like someone who is tall, dark or whatever mm. that you, that actually draws you. You already know that's what you're attracted to. Mm. Why are you attracted to that? Mm. That's the question you, that's the question only you can answer and you will know if it's a, if it's a fetish, if it's fetishization. But if I see you, like, you know, if I was walking down the street and I saw you and at the back of my head, I already know I'm attracted to people that have, you know, your body shape who look like you and straight away I chase after you. Whatever and whatever you're saying is just going through this ear, coming out <laughs> from this ear, because it doesn't matter what you're saying. I'm just gonna nod my head just so I can, you know, get to the next step with you. Yeah. Then I'm probably fetishizing you. Yeah. So once it's so what you're saying is once it turns, you have sexual thoughts about it. reason intent yeah. intent matters. Intentions, like yeah. um, Promise also said um last week as well. You know, so long as you don't let that attraction, you know, stop you from like you know talking to other people or like giving other people a chance sort of thing. Because for example, you said you're attracted to tall, dark and handsome guys. But <laughs> if, you know, a white guy or, you know, someone that wasn't, let's say, okay, you're attracted to black men, a black guy that, you know, wasn't tall, dark and handsome, walked up to you sort of thing. And he is, you know, great person. And you actually find that you like this person. You yeah. But then because he doesn't look like that, you're like, yeah. mm, no, yeah. Then no, that's, that's kind of like a problem. problem. Yeah. yeah, definitely. No, I, I definitely agree with that because yeah. Yeah. There, there definitely has been instances where, you know, you do have that attraction to someone, but then they don't really fit your typical type. Mm. I don't, I don't like using that word, but like what you would initially be drawn to. Like, exactly. Yeah. Because like Ramil said, you're, obviously, you're, you're basically stopping yourself from building any further yeah. relationships mm-hmm. based on physical attributes. Yeah. So it's just, no. Is it really that important? Yeah. yeah. 
Is that yeah? It's really important, or yeah? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's it's not important. Like, yeah, obviously. I mean, that's a very shallow way of thinking about it. If you, you know, and that's why I think Tinder is so shallow because you're literally judging a person based on like five, four pictures. Mm, exactly. That they've put. So it's a very shallow way of dating. Um, yeah, it goes. And let's be honest, it's not. No one's really using it to date. Yeah. 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 Like Tinder is basically like a hotspot of fetishes. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, no, no chocolate, chocolate factory. Literally, <laughs> like I, I love that. Can I the, be the Willy Wonka to your chocolate, chocolate factory? Like, <laughs> yeah. So this is what it, this is what it is. Yeah. I wonder what reply he was expecting. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is actually true. What was he expecting me to say? Like, <laughs> no, yeah. But yeah. Um, going back again to this whole thing of um colorism. We also see that, um, again, like I said before, the whole Western, Western standard of beauty and how Western media pushes, you know, whatever the ne- the new trend is, it's gone from the whole again, light lighter people being super attractive to now, oh, dark skin's now attractive, mm-hmm. but to be an attractive dark skin person, you have to look a certain way. You mm, have that's to, like, you know, true. you have to be, you know, that whole Westernized. You know, certain facial structure, yeah. you know, now that everyone's like, oh, the small ways, thick hips and everything like that, you have to look like that sort of thing mm-hmm. to be considered attractive. And then you see all the dark skin girls who are just like, okay, cool. But I'm just like, I'm dark skin. Yeah. But I don't fit any of those. Does that mean I'm not attractive? Yeah. yeah. And then you, um, one thing that I think plays a massive role in this, and I don't, I don't usually like talking about this particular topic. But I guess we have to mention it. The Kardashians. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we I definitely talking about it when we were driving. On the way here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. talking about the Kylie and Beyonce thing of how like... I saw that last night. Yeah, and I was like, um, why? I saw that last night and I was like, um, how? Yeah, why? <laughs> like, why is she doing this? Like, yeah. Cause don't even looks, look like Beyonce. Yeah. Doesn't. <laughs> like... I was very confused. And then you see when then when black men glorify that mm. the Travis Scotts and the Tigers and you know and it's like but you have a a black woman and or like they'll they'll trash talk a black woman but glorify a person like Kylie Jenner who basically is doing everything to look yeah, like exactly. a black woman. And then it trickles down because the black woman was not good enough like exactly. that. But in college, Jenner when did a white woman it. Now it's it. okay when yeah, the black woman yeah. looks like that. And that's what I'm saying. Like with unlike black, unlike black women, black men, whatever fetishes people have about you, it's on a pedestal, honestly. And for black women, it's like we're being put down. Mm. And it's like, you know, if a white woman tans her skin and puts lip injections and, and get surgery to her butt, then it's she's it's okay. the she's a standard. Yeah. She meets yeah. the standard. But then when you're normal, when you're naturally like that, yeah, it's when like, you're natural bulani or tato, you know, like then it's kind of like nah, she's not light enough or she's not yeah slim enough or thick enough. Mm. I've been told I need to eat more. I'm not thick enough. <laughs> so yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And you know, it's crazy because again, this whole trend of you know looking a certain way looking like a normal black woman wasn't you know it wasn't it wasn't really sexualized i mean actually that's a lie it's always been sexualized yeah, yeah. but it wasn't really seen as you know attractive until 
the, Kim, the Kardashians started doing it, started looking exactly like the black women who look natural like that. Yeah. With all the money that they have. I mean, if you have that much money, you can basically look like anyone, really. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, it became super attractive. To have a and, small waist and yep. big butt. Speaking of that, actually, there's a, there's a South African um, indigenous woman called Sarah Batman. I'm, yep. I don't know if you know about her. If you look at the, um, the cover photo for the last, the last episode, yeah, I actually used her. Oh, she's did you? Yeah. She's uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so she basically, uh, I'm not sure, wow, when she was alive in the 1800s, was she? I think she... she yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, a while ago. Anyway, she was taken um, from South Africa, taken to Europe and put in a human zoo so that, you know, Europeans mm. can look at her features. And, she, you know, she had extremely large um, behind, like her features were very accentuated, like yeah. big, big lips, uh, big nose, big breasts, big, big yeah, big everything. And so that was really that was different for a white person to see that. And they put her in a human zoo for Europeans to, to see this woman. And then there is a fashion trend in Europe, I think in the 20, in the early 1900s, maybe the late 1800s, where they basically, the Westerners, the Europeans, dress how Sarah Batman's body, like they... They wear those uh, oh, the, corsets, like, yeah, the corset corsets, thing, and, and then, then the big, yeah, yeah, the ball gown. There was like it looked like it looks like a ball gown. Yes. It's like a wood structure yes. type of thing. So it's like you make fun of how a black woman you put her in a zoo and ridicule because she was ridiculed. She was raped. Yeah. She was tortured. She was like she went through the most really. And then then, however, you go out and you copy and you. Uh, like Dave said it in his song, man. He was like, they take our features when they want and have their fun with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, whatever feature they feel like they can, you know, take, they can take, they'll just take that. But then they're the same people who then ridicule you when yeah. you look like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, crazy. And also, like, speaking about Sarah Bartman, there's also that whole photo shoot that Kim Kardashian did with the with whole the glass bottle of bottle. water. Yeah. yeah. And that's just, why? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of South Africans were unhappy about yeah. that. I mean, they should they have yeah. every right to be. Um, and not just South Africans, but I think the black community yeah. in general was just, yeah. That's crazy. Because then, like, I know Kim Kardashian in particular has been called out for cultural appropriation oh, a lot of times. Yeah. And there are some things you look at and you're just like, eh, it's not really that deep. Well, a lot of the time she does this to herself as well because there are certain things where it's just, that's just straight up disrespectful. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. And it's, if it, it's not like it's once or twice, it's something that consistently happens. Yeah. And Especially she continues to, to do it. Yeah. So it's clearly like, look, you guys are going to talk and you're going to forget it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, most of you still support me anyway. So yeah. go look at my Instagram followers. And this is honestly the reason why I don't follow her on Instagram. I actually don't follow Kim Kardashian either, on, yeah. on Instagram. Well, that's good. We have two <laughs> people, we have two followers that Kim Kardashian <laughs> yeah. does not have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, look, I usually, I don't like talking about Kardashians. I know nothing about the Kardashians except whatever pops up on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I swear uh, I saw Keep It Up with the Kardashian tab on your laptop. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I would probably never happen. <laughs> Never say never. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking about the Kardashians as well, yeah, it's given rise to this whole bullshit with um Instagram models and you know people doing the whole black fishing thing. Yeah. So it's basically you know being dark skin was not attractive before. 
now apparently for some reason the media tells you it's attractive and then you see white girls who basically look black like it's basically blackface because at this point in time like there was this one black girl on essential the thing yesterday yeah, Emma Hilbert. I don't know her name I cannot remember her name Emma it's Emma <laughs> but like she's white like she is as white as you can look she's a pale white girl yeah and I saw like I I remember seeing this when you know she was getting dragged on the internet And I saw the photo and I was like, to me, that was a black person. It was. She does look black. Until like, I saw actually. the original photo and I was like, what the actual fuck? Wait, what's her name? I'll show you. And she actually, like, she curls her hair to look she like African American hair. Like, she does all of these things, but she's just a white girl. She literally is a white girl. Yeah, wow. And here's the thing, yeah. You know how Instagram yeah. has Instagram has all these, like, you know, black appreciation pages and da 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 da. She's on the This girl has been tested on so many of these pages, you know. It makes me so bad. That, saying all these things and she she never once said, "Hey guys." No. I'm actually white. Yeah. Never once. And then when she was getting dragged, you know her excuse? I didn't say I was black. And also she was even getting <laughs> <laughs> she was even getting like, you know, canned to endorsements and all these things, all these things for black women. She was getting them and I'm like, she's not even black. How can she be using Cantu on white people's hair? Well, like people didn't know, people uh, didn't know that because if you look at that photo, yeah, she that's, looks, not, a, that's not a white woman. I've yeah. never seen her before. Um I only heard about this on our car ride here. And um yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah. Really like that, shocked. Looking at that photo, that is not a white woman. And then I look at the original photo, I'm like She's yeah. not even tanned. Yeah, wow. Like if she was a tanned person, I'd be like, yeah. it's close. No, like she's, she's a pale white woman. In regards to that though, about this, I've actually been told by one of my friends from high school that um, I, you know, I said, oh, you know, you guys always bleach your skin. You, you're trying to look like me, you know, as a joke. Like, oh, you, you know, why do you always bleach it? I mean, why do you always um, tan your skin? You're trying to look like like me. And she said, oh, no, I'm not trying to look like you. You know, I think we all strive for that color in the middle. Huh? <laughs> yeah, she said. The What's the like the the mixed race color, like that that caramel the color. Tan. Yeah, yeah. So this was this was um like. One and when my, she said that, she thought she was speaking sense. Yeah, well, this is what friends. This was back in high school. So this was I was in high school a very yeah. long time ago. I won't reveal my age. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I remember like as a young lady like 15 hearing this and i was really shocked like wow mm. the balls the audacity to even to say that and then in, in talking about bleaching you know you have like black women that bleach their skin yeah. and it's like you know and again that's the whole like colorism thing yeah, and yeah. the whole westernized standard of beauty yeah. because if you go They're back like in, yeah. even back in africa in different countries you know you have people who get made fun of for being dark skin. Yeah, that's right. So that's they start right. like you hear people say it as well like you know bleaching their skin their you know skin opens up more opportunities to them. People yeah. in the entertainment industry yeah. they think you know they're going to get more money, they're going to yeah. get more roles, they're going to get this and that just because they're bleaching their skin. And it's not something that is um usually like it's not treated as serious as it should be. Yeah. Like especially like let's use Nigeria for example, a lot of people bleach their skins. Yeah. And it's just it's just normal, man. Like you have actual companies advertising skin lightening products, products over there. Yeah. I remember not too long ago was it uh, what's her face the Kardashian Black China. Mm. Mm. Yeah. She and she some was, other lady yeah. went down there for some massive reveal of a bleaching cream, and that's actually like that's actually stuff that is happening, and it wasn't even cheap, and yet people were buying this thing. Yeah. 
I actually empathize with women who bleach. And the thing is, you know, we we say we promote blackness and and you need to be more Afro. But then, like I say, you know, like, and our black men, honestly, are the worst offenders when it comes to this because you hear comments like, oh, I one of the reasons I really like you or whatever is because you're fairer. Mm. And then, you know, women are f- feel pressure that they need to look a certain way, you know, to fit into that. Yeah, to, 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 for people to be attracted to them. And it is really sad. I really do empathize. And I don't judge women who who bleach their yeah. skin because light skin is glorified and yeah, but that's going back to, to colorism and mm. you know, it's always like, uh, I got a light skin. I, it's actually a thing. People like there's like, there's like the songs in South Africa, like a lot of, a lot of South Africans are quite fairer in skin tone, but even in saying that, like it's glorified a lot. Like it's like, especially in South Africa. Yeah. It's Zulu and yellow. There's a, there's a song called Zulu and yellow. Oh no, it's called, it's a song called Pearl Tusi and Pearl Tusi is basically a black South African, but she's got a recessive gene. Mm. So she looks mixed, but both her parents are black like you and I, and we have this mixed race looking baby. And there's a song about her and they're talking about how gorgeous she looks and whatever how light light skin she is and one of the comments is she's zulu and yellow zulu and yellow (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah no that that's definitely very true you know colorism does play a massive part yeah we're not like these girls who you know looked a certain way growing up they get to an age where they're just like you know what no one ever looked at me no one ever cared about me. Now I'm going to do this. And then that also perpetrates the whole um, fetishization thing. Mm. Because you have a lot of women who uh, are very obviously fetishized by men, mm. but they are 100% fine with it. It's attention. It's, you know, they've, they never used to get that attention. Mm-hmm. And now they're getting it based on whatever, but they don't care. They're happy about that. Because finally, you know, someone is showing them their attention, even though it's for the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. And that continues to then, to these guys, no one's telling them anything. No one's, like, these girls are okay with that. So they didn't take that, do it to the next girl, to the next girl, to the next girl, to the next girl. Yeah. Because apparently it's okay. Yeah. Hashtag men are trash. <laughs> excuse wow. me. Yeah, excuse me. I would say I'm joking, but. Ah, she's not. Yeah, she is joking. <laughs> we need we need each other you know exactly (laughs) but now going back to the whole black fishing thing yeah how do you guys feel when you then see these women who are obviously not black getting you know all the praise and again like you said she was getting all these endorsements and sponsorships you know getting all these accolades for faking your everyday lives I feel like she's robbing the black community. Oh, 100%. Like, because that is, not saying it's ours, it's actually ours because, like, Cantu is for black hair. Like, you'd never see a white person using Cantu. Like, you'd never see a black person using Pantene because it's not compatible with their hair. With 4C, 4A, whatever hair texture you have. Like, and you'll never see us in a commercial advertising that. Well, I don't think you would because yeah. they would always choose the white girl with the long, nice golden hair. Yeah, that's correct. So why is she getting Cantu like endorsements or stuff? I would, I don't remember if it was Cantu, but like, why is she getting hair endorsement? 
like where there's actual black girls who actually could be making money from that actually like because they actually like that mm. so i just like i just felt like she was robbing black me a hundred percent we've been robbed for generations and generations and no uh, no one gives credit where it's due you know but it, it angers there's a lot of anger yeah. it angers us because if you were to do the thing in reverse, and like I said, like a black woman bleaches or whatever, you'd get shamed they for come it. At you. And so I think if they're to do something similar, you should get shamed as well, and you should be told you you know like it's not you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't. Your body shouldn't be glorified when you've paid fifty thousand mm. dollars to a doctor to look like a black woman. Exactly. So you're robbing. You know, the, you're taking the credit where when you shouldn't yeah. and do you find like as well linking back to this whole fetishization thing these women like you know who obviously go out and pay money to look a certain way they also further spread that whole fetishization thing because now obviously they themselves fetishize that and they've gotten it for themselves they've put that on their body yeah and now they've put it there obviously for a reason most of the times it is you know attraction so now they've made it okay for people to fetishize those things on them because look, they do that. They put, they take the photos, they put the photos online so people can, you know, glorify them, mm-hmm. can fetishize those things. And then it then trickles down to you guys who actually look like that naturally because then guys are going from fetishizing these people, bringing that same attitude and fetishizing you guys. Mm-hmm. So is that like, you know, is that something you guys think about? Is that something you guys even? I think it, you know, I think people notice it more now mm. and people do start to to point things out more now. Okay. And um, ever since the, Kim Kardashian's surgery, like everyone wants to have that body now and everyone notices it. That, the lips. I think yeah. the lips are a big thing that now where... Um, yeah, there was a whole Kylie Jenner lip challenge. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, oh think gosh, that's, I think that's one of... Actually, I've noticed that people notice my lips a lot more now that lips are a thing. And uh, when I when you go to like a makeup shop and they're like, oh, let me do your makeup, whatever. And a lot of the Asian, especially Asian um, women will, will say like, oh, your lips are big and like your eyelids. And I wouldn't say it makes it harder, but it, people do notice it a lot more. And yeah. and yeah, it's a sense of feeling robbed, I think, especially if what happens when big lips are no longer in fashion? What, what happens to all the black girls that have naturally yeah. big lips? And what, what happens when small lips are a thing? They just take out their feelers, the ones that pay money for it. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're okay, exactly. And then the rest of us that yeah. have big lips, yeah. we and have those to... Those are the dangers of fertilization. Yeah. And just basically this whole you know, trend of body types, like making people's body type a trend. Yeah, Instagram models are like the worst for that because yeah. it, there's so much pressure when you... You do look on Instagram and you feel like, oh, you know, you mm. need to, you know, and then you see Orwell, Orwell liked this picture. And <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, back when Instagram would tell you, like, your man and 50 other people have liked this, photo. <laughs> this yes. picture of this girl with big boobs and big lips and small waist and a big fat ass you know yeah just unnecessary pressure yes a lot of pressure definitely talking about the whole um thing of you know people getting surgeries and that there's you know 
a lot of, you know, black women are starting to also get surgeries, you know, doing the whole BBL thing and, um, yeah, stuff like that. What do you guys think about this whole situation? Like one, it's not even usually like, it's not always just the girls who don't like, who don't naturally look like that. But then they see this whole Kim Kardashians and blah, 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 blah. And they want to look even more like that. So what do you guys think about this whole situation of black women getting surgery? What do you think about surgery in general? I feel because it's more westernized, they want to do it. But I mm. feel like it's a bit unnecessary. If, like you said, they already look like that, but they just want to enhance those features. So, like, going under the needle to, like, you know, make it even better. is like, is it really worth it? That's my thing. Is it, like, why? Yeah. Yeah, um, surgery is a very complex uh, yeah. topic. Um, I have friends that have had work done. Yeah. Um, yeah, of all sorts of ethnicities, not just white girls, black girls. Yeah. Like, yeah, but um, yeah, when 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 people when people around you do. One of my friends actually, she um, she started talking about her chin, like a chin surgery, and she said, "I don't have a chin." (laughs) I didn't even know they had surgery for that. (laughs) Yeah, and I didn't even notice chin deficiencies. I guess you could call it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you didn't notice her chin because it wasn't there. I never noticed she had a chin problem until she pointed it out and then I started feeling insecure like oh shit should I get a chin surgery like <laughs> yeah but I mean look if it makes you feel good about yourself mm. I'm all for it yeah but yeah. once it starts that's where the line is it's like but once you start yeah you know when the Kylie Jenner's and it's like there's no appropriation and it's just yeah it like Lani was saying, like, you know, you feel robbed as a black woman, especially when uh, black men, you know, start glorifying that when... I've been here the whole time. Yeah, you know? I've been here the whole time. Yeah. That's a very very good way to put it, like, feeling robbed. Um, Another thing that I also noticed is, like, in terms of, you know, black women getting surgery, I feel like they get a lot more stick for getting surgery than the white women do. Because I saw this um, interview, I think it was on ABC or some shit. It was on the internet anyway. And basically this girl from London, she got um, a BBL and she got called on this panel. And basically it was basically, everybody there had surgery. She was, I think she was the only one who got a BBL. What's basically, a BBL? Where they, I think they take Brazilian fat, butt lift. Yeah, uh, they okay. take them fat out of from your stomach and put I it in I don't know the butt. process. I think that's I how, how they do it. Works. But yeah, it enhances <laughs> your butt. It enhances your butt. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, I think she was the only one on there who had a, um, you know, BBL. But everybody there, you could clearly see, had surgery. Like the, their lips were looking a certain way. You know, their cheeks were. Look, everybody there had gone to surgery, but she was like they they basically try to set it up. Like, you know, she was promoting the wrong thing and, like, people are looking at that and thinking now it's okay, even though surgeries are dangerous and yada, yada, yada. And then you have all these white women. I think she was the only black person there. Yeah, she was the only black person there in a panel with, like, white women. And the interviewer was, like, you know, trying to have a go at her, talking about how, you know, it's dangerous and, like, you know, she's promoting a certain blah, blah, blah. And you have white women there sitting there with their lips all looking like that, freaking... (laughs) 
trying to talk shit about it as well. And I'm just sitting there like, but you had surgery too. Like you had your boobs done, you had your lips done, you had this. So like, is that is that, is that an actual thing of like, you know, black women actually getting more flack for getting surgery done than white people? Oh, I watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta and I think they're the only black women in the Housewives series. Apart from like Joburg and... Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, they did talk about this on the show and they were saying, you know, um, did anyone, you know, like with your fake, fake ass or your fake boobs, like they do, it seems like, you know, you do, um, they do get like a stigma for having Mm. surgery. Um, But um, I don't know, with with surgery, honestly, I just feel like it's, it's a preference. Yeah. And. I think it's because it's more normalized in white people to get surgery. So when black people do it, it's just like, why? Or like, they do, like, it's just like, they feel like it's unnecessary or like, why do you do it? I think just because it's like more of a white person thing to do. Mm. (laughs) And that does put pressure on the smaller black girls who, and I think people have this, Stereotype that every black girl is curvaceous yeah. and has they a small waist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> has a big butt, and you know. Yeah. And then I think it's a lot of the smaller girls that feel you know they have to live up to that standard and live up to that maybe stereotype and yeah. have a bigger butt and have you know the big lips. The big lips, yeah. Not every black girl has a big butt. Yeah. Oh, we know. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> Moving on, guys. <laughs> but no, no, honestly, it's been a really great chat, man. It's been good to hear things from your perspective and just how these things affect you guys. Because look, I'm a guy. I can only speak for guys. I can only speak on my experience. I can't even speak for all guys. You know, I can only speak for myself. So it's good, you know, understanding that from the other side. Because again, that's something I will never experience. Mm. But um, to wrap up, just in terms of like you know, guys, because you did mention a couple of times that black men in particular are one of the biggest offenders when it comes to like you know, spreading that mm-hmm. whole you know the whole fetishization thing, the whole um colorism, and also what else did you say? Just in terms of glorifying you know other people I for having features that. that you already have. Just in general, black men, white men, black women, white women, everybody, what do you think needs to be, like, you know, could be done better? I think we should just keep an open mind. Mm. I think we need to just accept people for who they are. And if you're attracted to something, be attracted to whatever you're attracted to. But once you start spreading, especially people who have a platform, a voice to 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 read to basically their messages will, whether through songs or or politicians or whatever, and your message will get to a, a mass group of people. Yeah. It's really important, like to be careful about what you say or what you, you rap about or what you, you know, because you you this is how seeds are planted, and also we cannot. I always say this, like we can't undo. 200 years of conditioning. That's 100% true. Um, As black people across the globe, we've gone through 
some crazy things. And I feel like we are moving, we, we're moving in the right direction in terms of, you know, uh, embracing blackness more and accepting uh, and, and, and saying, oh, black is beautiful and natural hair is beautiful. And, mm. but we need, in moving in that direction, it's important to, to, to bring that forth and, you know, and, and promote that. Yes, black hair, natural hair, and also not shame people who, like it's it's a pros- the weaves yeah and- who wear weaves it's pref- it's a preference but it you, we two hundred years of conditioning we're we're moving slowly but we're yeah. getting there I think we're getting there and it's just important to just keep an open mind that's just yeah that's true I agree with that what about you Chef P um I strongly agree with the open mind thing because like last week's episode like some people be like I never ever dated Indian or whatever. That's a whole racist thing. I'm never going to date. Like, you never know. Exactly. God works in funny ways. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. I never dated Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> never dated Nigerian. <laughs> hey, that one. We have a friend. <laughs> Next minute. <laughs> Next minute. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also that thing, like Tato said, like, just allowing everyone to be who they are and not, like, if you want to be natural, be natural. If you want to wear weaves, wear weaves but those natural girls don't go to the girls that wear weaves and be like why are you doing that or like that's not necessary just let them be who they are because we're all different and beautiful is beautiful like it's beautiful is in the eyes of beholder you can't say that this is beautiful or not this is not beautiful so um, just i think mainly allowing people to be who they are like and breaking down stereotypes i think you did speak about this one of your episodes about stereotypes they i think they contribute a lot to these fetishes and it's like you have an idea of a certain group of people yep. and you've already formed that and you're like, oh, because of this, I like that. Um, another question I was going to ask as well, because Polani, you did mention something. You said that, you know, let people be who they are and yada, yada, yada. But then from the perspective of all these people who are out here, blackfishing and, you know, the Kardashians uh, and they think that's who they are sort of thing. Like what is, again, an advice that you would give to people who are like that, people who do things like that? And again, like you said before, as a black woman, you feel robbed when people do these things. What's an advice that you would give to make that better? And because again, me personally, I think that bullshit needs to stop. So from your point of view. I mean, I think like stay, but be who you are, be natural, like just be, true be, be true to yourself. Like the way God made you stay that way. I feel like. I feel like in 2020, that has a lot of connotations. That whole thing of, you know the way God made you and who you are, because we can't, who, who are they? We don't know until they tell us who they are sort of thing. You get me? I think appropriate. Mm. Or educate, like, yeah, educate them and be like, that's not okay. And like, like what I said, explain to them that what they're doing, it's like you're robbing another woman of like an endorsement or like, just help them understand, like, this is not just a game. Like, okay. For them, probably it's just a game or whatever. Just one more endorsement. But like explain to that to them that someone that's someone's chance to grow in the entertainment or the Do you think they don't already know that though? I feel like they do and they just don't care. Then just educate and hope that I have no idea. Appropriate. I think, you know, if you're gonna use an idea or you, you know, something that already exists, then just reference and give knowledge. Well, yeah. hey guys, this is a Bantu hairstyle knot and blah blah blah. This actually came from a central 
African region, blah, 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 appropriate and give credit back to where he came from. Yeah, that hairstyle that you're doing. Or don't make it. I feel like the problem is when, especially the Kardashians, they make it as if it's their own and they're mm. the, the first people to come up with this trend. And there was that whole thing about Kim Kardashian's braids at one point, wasn't there? She's done Fulani braids. She, she's done all the types yeah. of braids. And she just keeps one, on doing it. There was one where someone was saying, oh, Kim Kardashian braids. They call them Kim Kardashian braids. The Fulani and braids. apparently she gave, um, what's it called? She gave um, credit to someone else or something like that. Like some white lady. Yes, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Who also had Fulani braids. Yeah. It was, I remember. I don't remember her name, but it was a big thing where it's just like, nah, they come from Africa, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, just like you said, credit. And just let people actually know where it's from. Because then I guess that shows that, you know, you actually give a shit about the culture that you are taken from. And you actually, you know, there's a difference between appreciating the culture and appropriating the culture. Yeah, that's right. So it's just, yeah, that fine line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, thanks guys. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. It's been great having you guys. It's been amazing conversation. Yeah. I've, en- I've really enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it was a good time. And I hope the listeners actually enjoy it. If not, you're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> No we'll be back. <laughs> no, we'll be back. Don't worry. We'll be back by force. We'll be back. <laughs> we know where you live now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, look, yeah. Wrapping up, just as usual, do you guys, you know, tell the people where they can find you, any businesses, anything you want to plug, Instagram pages? Um, <laughs> I have two pages. My personal page is Pulane, P-U-L-A-N-E underscore 15. And then I have a chef page if you want to check out the food I make. Um, chef P and... Oh, Chef underscore P, and that's where you can find me. As the food, the food's actually really good. Like she actually knows how to cook properly. <laughs> she does. I live with her. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I can be found on Instagram, African underscore butter. African <laughs> two, butter. African butter. Two A's at the beginning. Yeah. Now, and as usual, guys, this is the Bias Reality Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Bias Reality underscore. Again, that's Bias Reality underscore. And, well, you know where to find me. It's always going to be in the description. And, yeah, check out the website if you need, you know, if you want to let us know what you think. Give us reviews, complaints, anything really. www.biasreality.com. And, as usual, our DMs are always open. Use the hashtag Bias Reality on anything and yeah we'll catch you next week